Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, March 31st. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri's governor is planning to extend social distancing guidelines to help stop the spread of coronavirus. Mike Parson says the state is 30 or 60 days away from, quote, lifting any orders. The current guidelines are slated to expire Friday. Missouri is waiving board licensing requirements for some doctors. The move allows certified physicians in other states to treat patients in Missouri, in person, or through telehealth platforms. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker says the St. Clair and Madison County Health Departments will receive additional personal protective equipment from the state. The governor is not specifying how many additional items each county will receive. Pritzker says the equipment is a line of defense for health workers and, quote, it is not a luxury they should have to ration. Eight employees of Annie Gunn's restaurant in Chesterfield have tested positive for coronavirus. The owners have posted a message on the restaurant's website saying the infected workers did not report any symptoms to management before the business shut down March 19th. The Missouri Department of Economic Development has established a hotline for employers financially affected by the pandemic. It will point callers to federal and state assistance programs and will help employers through various resources during full or partial company shutdowns. Here are the numbers. Missouri has now surpassed 1,000 cases of COVID-19. The state is also reporting 13 deaths. There are more than 360 cases in St. Louis County and roughly 100 in St. Louis. In Illinois, health officials report more than 5,000 cases and 73 deaths. There are roughly 60 cases of COVID-19 in the Metro East and two in Adams County. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports on how understaffed nursing homes are struggling to protect residents from the virus. The St. Louis office of the FBI is warning people to be careful of Internet scammers looking to capitalize on fear and confusion surrounding the coronavirus pandemic. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman reports, the Federal Bureau of Investigation says the schemes are adaptations of familiar tricks. Mark Dargis is the assistant special agent in charge of national security and cyber programs at the St. Louis field office. He says cyber criminals are sending emails telling people to provide personal information in order to get their stimulus checks faster. Others are pitching bogus treatments for COVID-19. Dargis says people need to remember the government will not ask for personal information via email. He encourages people to type web addresses into their computer manually rather than clicking on a link. And make sure that you're typing in a .gov email address. That's the U.S. government's uh, suffix for, you know, official websites. Dargis says schemes can be reported to the Internet Crime Complaint Center at ic3.gov. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. The Missouri General Assembly may not pass many bills this year because of the coronavirus. Caleb Routon is the Senate Majority Leader. He says the pandemic will make it hard to approve much more than the state budget. I'd be surprised if we ever get back to business as usual this year, where we come in, we're just trucking through, you know, normal orders of business and and doing tier two and tier three type issues. A couple of other bills are close to final passage. That includes the prescription drug monitoring program to deal with opioid abuse. 
You can listen to our full interview with Rowden on our Politically Speaking podcast. That is up on the website, stlpublicradio.org. A ballot initiative aimed at legalizing marijuana in Missouri faces an uncertain future. Missourians for a New Approach launched the effort in late January, but a group representative now says the measure may be in limbo because it's difficult to gather signatures amid the coronavirus. If the marijuana legalization push does not happen this year, Missourians for a New Approach is prepared to try again in 2022. Missouri residents overwhelmingly approved a ballot measure establishing a medical marijuana program in 2018. Washington University medical students are working together to offer much-needed services in the community during the outbreak. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports. In the past two weeks, WashUMed students have swiftly organized a volunteer program to help healthcare workers and local residents during the pandemic. Student Cyrus Ghaznavi is one of the organizers. I don't feel compelled to do anything else but this right now. I mean, it feels so insignificant sitting out of a textbook when, you know, on the front lines, healthcare is basically evolving a mile a minute. The med students are providing free childcare for healthcare workers across St. Louis. Ghaznavi says it's a small service that can ease the burden on these essential medical workers. The students are also delivering groceries to elderly St. Louis residents and others at high risk of becoming infected. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Nursing home residents are among the most likely to become seriously ill from the coronavirus. Despite preventative measures, multiple nursing home residents in the St. Louis area have tested positive for COVID-19. St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports on how understaffed nursing homes are struggling to protect residents from infection. When St. Louis and Michael Allen heard about how the coronavirus had infected dozens of nursing home residents in Kirkland, Washington, the first person he worried about was his aunt. She lives at Frontier Health and Rehabilitation in St. Charles. Last week, the facility reported that three residents and one employee tested positive for COVID-19. Allen says it's been hard for his father to reach anyone at the facility. I'm very worried because they're not testing everybody. Nursing homes this month have been trying to follow directions from federal and state authorities to protect residents from the virus. But more than 150 nursing homes in the U.S. have residents who tested positive for COVID-19. That includes several in Missouri and Illinois. And many facilities don't have enough staff to keep residents healthy. Chan Hung is the program director at Voice, a group that advocates for long-term care residents in the St. Louis region. He says it's possible nursing home workers are exposing residents to the virus. These workers, they have their own personal life. And then uh, one worker could work in, you know, three, five different nursing homes. Research shows that well-staffed nursing homes are better at preventing viral infections. But some facilities like Frontier Health in St. Charles and Life Care Center in St. Louis were understaffed before the pandemic. Now, nursing homes are losing contract workers who provide physical therapy and mental health services and staff who help keep facilities clean. Bill Bates runs the Missouri chapter of Leading Age, a nonprofit that serves 55 nursing homes and senior living facilities in the state. We're losing staff to their symptoms. We're losing staff to child care issues. And many staff have lots of leave and they're kind of scared to go to work. And so they're using their leave. 
isolating residents to protect them from the virus will likely cause some to develop depression. Dr. John Morley is the former medical director of NHC Healthcare Maryland Heights. He says government agencies like the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention need to recognize the consequences of social distancing policies. People in nursing homes can get very isolated very quickly and there's no way that staff could even go into every room on a regular basis just for them to be able to phone their relatives. So you can't do what CDC wants and keep people healthy. Chan Hung at Voice says his office gets about 40 calls a day, mainly from family members who worry their relatives aren't taken care of. You know, we were already not satisfied with the care in the nursing home. Now, you don't let us visit at all. How do we know if they feed mom? How do we know if they change mom's diapers? A lot of families are using Skype, FaceTime, and other technologies to keep in touch with residents. Cheryl Kenny of the Alzheimer's Association says these methods help some residents, but she says others, like her own father, who is in the early stages of Alzheimer's disease, don't understand. I'm getting calls regularly from my dad who is really not understanding, you know, why is all this going on and why can't you come see me and why can't I get a haircut? And, you know, um, it's uh, hard for everybody because we weren't prepared for this. Kinney says it's important for families to understand that restrictions at nursing homes help keep their relatives safe. But the longer the pandemic goes on, the harder it will be for them to stay apart. I'm Eli Chen, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.